What up? Old school Pistons jersey. Yes, sir. I got the Grant Hill on today. Oh, that's one of my favorite jerseys. Yes, sir. That shit is that's clean. It's so clean. Thank oh you, my sir. god. Had a word today. Had a word today because of what we're gonna talk about. Yeah, I mean, clearly, yeah. yeah. In the B ball mood, I feel that, man. Like fun fact about Grant Hill. Hey, actually two fun facts. We have the same birthday, which I've always thought was fucking cool. And B, I had Grant Hill's NBA rookie card, like playing, you know, playing card. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Collector's item. Fucking lost that shit when I was like 15. Damn. And it was, it was oh, mint. Man. It was mint too, man. I am, I'm Damn. still upset about it. I would have been hurt. Uh... Uh, it still hurts my feelings to talk about it. I'm not even going to lie. Like, mm. oh my God. Okay. Yep. That's all right. It was, I had him and uh, Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah. Those are the Damn. two I had that were. Sterling in the plastic, everything. Damn. The kind of man I would be today if I had those cards. If you, Who knew? you sell those two, man. Like, <laughs> we might have a studio, you know? <laughs> man, for real. No, I'm, I'm going to look at this shit right now. How much are those fucking rookie cards? I, I'm curious now, although it's probably going to break my heart because it's going to be more than I think. So if you look it up, I'm going to be pretty depressed about what I had <laughs> in my pocket these days because I, I definitely would have held on to them until... At least last year. Uh, a 1994 Grant Hill rookie card is selling for $500 on eBay. That's it? Nah, yeah. All right. I thought it was all way right. more than Hold that. Up. Let's look at Dirk. Let's look at Dirk. Let's look at Dirk. 500 Damn. That market tanked. I should get oh, rid of those beanie babies. Hold on one second. <laughs> Dirk Nowitzki rookie card. Oh, yeah. This is even cheaper. Really? Yeah. 265 Damn. Not even a grand for both. Okay. Fuck it. I would have held on to it. I would have passed it down to the kids at that point then. 295 But I, that's still pretty good for a fucking piece of plastic. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, let's yeah. yeah context is everything. So, yeah. It, it's for holding on to a small card that I got for probably $3. Yeah. that that That's a ridiculous profit. So, yeah. in my head, I have built this up like this is I'm getting like five grand. But this isn't Michael Jordan rookie cards, I guess. So, you know. Right, right, yeah. How much yeah. does an MJ rookie card go for? Oh, since you got the numbers in front of you, now I'm curious. Like mint rookie MJ, that's got to be a few grand at least. Oh uh, <laughs> uh, shit! All right, oh, uh, God. yeah. There's one on eBay for 183k. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 183. I wish I was making this shit up. Look. I don't know. Holy, but um, yeah, all those digits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I focus. I was gonna say I don't need to see the numbers. It was you just the amount of digits that were there. That was all that mattered. Before the decimal <laughs> point, yeah. Before all the, decimal the decimals. Point. Oh my <laughs> god! Holy shit! Yeah, the difference, man. <laughs> Somewhere across the Spider Verse is a CJ that ended up with a rookie Michael Jordan card, and damn, life is and, pretty fucking sweet. Yeah, and he hit a lick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Tootsie Pop style. I had a lot of licks on that one, brother. <laughs> oh my god! Well, how's it going? How's your week? Um, so far, oh, I just gotta reach over and grab the sponsor stick. Uh, of course, <laughs> the sponsor <laughs> stick. I love it. <laughs> the sponsor stick. <laughs> well, you got that. It's actually National Bourbon Day, hence why I'm wearing my official Whiskey Club fucking shirt that I earned. At the illustrious House of Guinness in Wisconsin, in Waukesha. And I, I've mentioned this prior that they have a club you can join where you are trying 
pretty much every whiskey you can think of. I know it's called the House of Guinness, but it's actually a whiskey bar. They serve Guinness, but it's all about the whiskey. They've got it's got to be at least two hundred of those motherfuckers in there. So they Damn. have this nice club you can join for free. It's fucking dope, and they give you this list. And on the list is about forty slots. And I mentioned this before, I think, where you, you try a whiskey, you put your tasting notes down, and you rank it one to five. And it's just for your own fun, just to kind of learn about different whiskey profiles and you know your scotches and your bourbons and your all that shit. So every like five to five or six that you kind of take down, mm-hmm. you hit a, you hit a benchmark, so you can get a mm. free drink. You can get them to you know give you a suggestion i think they give you a free guinness they get some pint glasses like there's the longer you go the more shit you get for it and at the end of that first 40 you get this amazing t-shirt comfortable as hell very light and breezy i look like i work there so (laughs) yeah had to break it out today i'm already on my second card so yay alcoholism no problem there you know it's it's limit Wisconsin shit. That's for damn sure. So, <laughs> so today I'm gonna be bringing on some bullet bourbon. What I got left of that in my Ooh. amazing bullet bourbon glass. So mm. we're very synergistic up up here. That's that's the word synergistic. I just made that up. Yes, sir. So yes. you are over there sipping that sponsor juice. Yes, sir. And I'm over here with the sponsor stick. There you go. We're mm. all covered. Got it. <laughs> man, oh man. But, but yeah, um, how was your week? Yeah, to answer your question, after we digress like what we normally do, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my week has been pretty, pretty productive. To be honest with you, um, you sound surprised. Yeah, because I was looking back like, oh, I've been pretty productive actually uh, outside of today. Um, okay, just because my body, the way my body was feeling. Um, mm. But Monday had a great workout. Nice. Yesterday, pretty much same thing. Worked out. But then I boxed. I saw! Yeah, you had a clip of that, huh? And that shit was so fucking fun. I I think I found a new love. I think I yeah. found a new favorite sport. Uh, I was in there hitting the bags. Dude, that shit felt great. I just had this vision. And it. I need to... We're going to manifest this shit. I don't care what huh. you say about it. Huh. Give this, like, a few years. I need to get you in a UFC cage. Some MMA. <laughs> I, want, I want to be... Not your coach, but like yeah. your towel dude. I don't know. In the corner, on the coaching staff. In the corner, in that corner. In the I corner, just, yeah. I literally, it just, it just washed over me of us in an octagon, and you're in there getting your ass whooped, and I'm in there like <laughs> encouraging you, like you can do this shit, man. Like hit the high lows, fucking Rocky style montages. <laughs> We're gonna go to the fucking wilderness. We're gonna drink goat milk, like Makachev and all them shit, dude. Dude, let's fucking do it. You're young enough. Let's go, man. I got the fight experience. He said you been there. Like Mahasha. Yes, sir. He's going to let that slide. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's beautiful. Oh, my, oh God. my God. It's going to be so good. You <laughs> goat milk and shit like Mahasha. That's right. That's right. Oh, my God. Uh, but no, we. I don't think I'll ever do MMA. I, I mean. Even if it's um, boxing, I'll be but, in the corner for boxing. No, 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 yeah, yeah, but for sure, like I'll, I'll do, I'll box for sure. Yeah, um, man. Just because MMA, that's a whole different ball game. I have, I have yeah. no background in wrestling. Mm, yeah, okay. And, yeah, you and definitely need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrestling, something you definitely need. Um, right. But if I, if I took, so my guy, he works out over at um, Rufus Sport with uh, oh, yeah. like Christian Rodriguez and uh, yes, Sergio Pettis and those guys. Mm-hmm. And um, they have like wrestling 
jujitsu and all the MMA courses. Yeah. So if I were to go there and learn fucking jujitsu, wrestling, maybe. But sure. I, I, I'd rather do just boxing. Let's do boxing. Fuck yeah, We're dude. We're doing it. Oh, my God. Fucking it. Creed 4. We're taking yeah. it over to a small... Oh, my God. See, I'm going to start getting movie scripts going here. I'm telling <laughs> you. It's, it's brilliant. It's money, dude. Man, it's... I'm down, man. Wear. This is what the cornermen wear. Yeah. It's, it's, that was destiny right there. This is what the boxers wear when they train. Exactly. <laughs> they wear yes. basketball jerseys and shit. It's, it's perfect. It's, it is written in the stars, I'm telling you. So I'm going to be watching you very closely. But as soon as you get a little bit of cheddar, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. get some skills and you actually start yeah. getting some fights, I'm telling you, man, I'm front row. I'm, I'm, at, the, I'm at ringside. But- That's where I need to be. I'm a proven coach when it comes to peewee soccer, whatever. But, you know, almost 20 years of fight experience for myself. So, and half of that is actual fighting, and the other half is watching fighting. So, (laughs) we got all the bases covered right there. I'm already good. Got it right there. I'm already good. Yep. (laughs) It's going to be, yeah, I'm going to be the next in a way. I owe it in a way, yeah. There you go. There you go. That's a good, good goal. I like it. I like yes, that. sir. Well, that's dope, man. That's that's a awesome thing to get into and mm-hmm. fucking great cardio. Oh my god, that's gonna be. You're yeah, it's to... a great cardio. Um, great fucking stress reliever. Yes, that's the Absolutely. big thing with me. Um, I think that's why I love it so much. It's like, man, so much pent up anger inside of me that I don't know how to let go of. And, and you just... never thought once about boxing? <laughs> like... <that> <laughs> no, I've always. I've always asked my mom for a punching bag. That's the crazy thing. Ever since I was a kid, mm. I was like, "Mom, can I get a heavy bag. Can I get a punching bag." You know, I've always liked, I've always liked the art of boxing. Ever yes. since I was a baby, my favorite Hmong movie growing up uh, was a Hmong boxing movie. It was a Hmong dubbed boxing movie. Really? <laughs> that was my favorite movie growing up. Yes, I had a bunch of Bruce Lee fucking dolls and shit. Like, I loved fighting ever since I was a kid, but then. My mom always suppressed that because she wanted me to be this fucking student. And I'm like, mom, bro, I'm a student of the game. You feel me? Like, that's right. Books, that's right. Books, this shit for the birds. I really don't a, give a fuck about these books. Right? Be a student of the hands, the yes. way of the fist. That's yes. how we got to do it. Yes. And then that's when I fell in love with basketball. Oh, sure. That makes because sense. Because I had nowhere else to release all of this energy in me. Because yeah. if you haven't noticed, I have so much energy in me. Like, I always got to move. Um, I walked like probably five miles a day. I, I said I didn't do anything today. I walked like five Damn. miles a day. <laughs> but see, yeah. to you, that's nothing. To me, I'm yeah. like horny. I mean, that's a, that's a heart attack. For me. <laughs> wait, 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 what? <laughs> I was good. <laughs> well, that's just corny for me. Like, just no. Oh, I, I thought no. you said. I thought you said what horny? horny? Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, whoa. I mean, I might get there, but <laughs> I, yeah, I was gonna say like I'm trying to think of my past. I'm like, I've taken a few walks that have ended that way. Definitely not five miles. <laughs> To, just to get my meat wet. No, that's, that's not a thing. But yeah, man. Fucking Bruce Lee is one of my idols. Idols. I have all of his movies down in my basement. And just, I, saw, watch, I mean, every documentary. Fuck yeah, dude. Every yeah. documentary, I've seen it. I I, I want to buy his book soon. Like, just everything about Bruce Lee is, the guy was just a teacher, a philosopher. Yes. Just an icon. And like people can say what they want about. You know, he was cocky and he wasn't, you know, on the set of movies, he was like, you know, overbearing and all that shit. It's like, that's because he was a master. The man invented his own martial art. That's how good he was. Like, that's that's insanity. Like, nobody does that. So, 
Of course you would expect perfection. Yes. You know why? He because that's what it. you're giving. Right. <laughs> you're expecting what you're giving, you know? Absolutely. So, he demanded perfection. So yeah. there was no well, room for anything else. You think he's hard on you? He's probably running a fucking a sane asylum in his head for himself. Oh, yeah. And, so, I mean, if, you, if you're if you a Bruce Lee novice, if you're listening to this show, just look up a few videos. I mean, the, the techniques that man developed... And it mm. wasn't even just to, like to show off skills or anything like that. That man was just on a different spiritual plane. So yeah. he wasn't practicing these things in order to, you know, fight somebody in the streets or go to a bar and fuck somebody up. Like he wasn't like that. No. That dude was on such a spiritual journey that it these techniques like awoken in him. They developed. They mm -hmm. just he just he was the only one that could really do them. Like the one inch punch and shit. Like yeah. No one was doing that shit. That man could knock you on your ass using one inch and all power in one fist. That was yeah. it. One inch to your chest. Boom! Yeah. And you were on the floor. So, look it up. He's pretty remarkable. Sadly missed. Sorely missed. Mm. You know, died way too young. So, just... The government killed him. A favor. Yeah, that's... I... Man. Don't get me in a conspiracy hole. <laughs> <laughs> I got all day for that. One of these days, we gotta talk about it. Oh, someone needs to. What is it? What is it? Bruce? Oh, yeah. The guy talking about Biggie? Bruce you Almighty? About, you're right. You're talking about Tupac? I got yeah. all the conspiracies for you, man. Like, hey, I mean, we are one of these offseason days. We're just going to talk about conspiracy theories. Maybe episode 33 or some shit. 33. Oh. <laughs> well, comment on that number. But. <laughs> or some shit. <laughs> or some shit. Yes. You know, I got to tell you, Um, I think you cursed me since oh, last week. What do you, so, you mean? So last week in our ridiculous 20th episode, and we were just fucking, fucking flying up the Hennessy. <laughs> Drunk as a bitch. I am recording, by the way. This is completely <laughs> all here. Like, nobody missed anything. Hi. Hello. Welcome. We're here. <laughs> but you, we talked about fears, irrational fears. Mm. You brought up you brought up your fear of bird. Oh, shit. What happened? Fuck. I don't know why this is flipped onto me all of a sudden ever oh, since then, ever <laughs> since that conversation and i wouldn't say the conversation ever since we posted the conversation this past saturday uh-huh i have been i'm gonna say attacked i feel like i'm being attacked by birds lately. here's why so monday morning i'm driving to work you know 6 a.m whatever da -da -da -da, driving to work do my thing i only have like a 15 minute drive to work it's not bad mm -hmm. at all Fucking yeah. same old fucking music on the damn stereo and shit. And I can't buy myself flowers. All that bullshit. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. All of a sudden, I'm like down the street from my fucking job. And you just see like this fucking thing. And I'm like, what the fuck? And it's a fucking falcon flying next to my car. That thing was the size of a fridge. Gigantic <laughs> fucking falcon. And I mean, falcons, I know that they'll... They'll die for food and all that shit. Like, this was a busy-ass street. So, Falcons usually don't go by a bunch of traffic and shit. Like, not, not, I'm not a bird expert, people. Let alone in, in, wondering. in Wisconsin. Let alone Exactly. That. I mean, I've only seen a few Falcons ever in Wisconsin. So, like, I have no idea. But it was literally flying next to my fucking car. And I was like, oh, my God. I almost fucking crashed trying to get away from it. Like, oh, it was like a fucking, like a pterodactyl and shit. So, I was like, okay, fine, fine. Same day, I'm leaving work. Yeah. So it's like, you know, five o'clock or so. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm sitting in my car and getting, you know, getting ready to leave the parking lot, putting all my shit away, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I like back up a little bit, a little bit out of my parking stall. 
Uh-huh. And all of a sudden I hear like, cheep, 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 cheep. And I'm like, what, what the fuck is that? And it was loud enough for me to like to be startled. Because you know, you hear birds chirping no matter what. And it's like, okay, fine. But it was a, it was loud enough for me to go like, this motherfucker's on my car. Like, what the fuck is that? So I like, like immediately like put my shit in park. And I get out the car and I look around the top of the roof and underneath. I'm like, did I run over a fucking baby bird? Like I'm fucking freaking <laughs> out and shit. Holy shit. It's nothing. And I'm like, okay. It's nothing? It's nothing. I'm like, am I hearing shit? Okay, cool. I fucking get back in the car, back out of the parking spot, drive a little bit out of the lot. I hear the same fucking thing. And I'm like, what the fuck? So, like, stop again, get out the car. Now I'm holding up, like, the people trying to get out of my fucking job's parking lot. So they're like, I'm just like, waving them off, like, I'm sorry, I thought I hear a a bird or something. I'm like, is it fucking on top of my roof? Like, (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Nothing, bro. There's nothing. I literally am just hearing bird calls now, and there's nothing there. I'm not done. So, after all that shit, I was like, fuck it. I'll turn the fucking radio up, go back home, you know, get my kids or whatever. So, <laughs> driving on the way back from work, I can't buy that flowers because they play a fucking song a hundred billion times a day. <laughs> and a fucking sand crane starts across my fucking. Like, now the Falcon again was parallel with me. We were driving, we were flying and driving together. Sand crane. <laughs> Ducks tries a suicide dive straight across. I've never even seen a sand crane fly before. They're always just walking and just eating shit on the ground. And then, you know, yeah. you have to stop traffic and they, you know, walk across the street, whatever. No, this motherfucker was spread eagle diving at my fucking car. And I was like, like, what? What is happening? Why are birds hate? Why? And I think it's you. I think because your fear, <laughs> it's no your fear on my car. They said, oh, we're not scary. Right. Oh, okay. Oh, we got okay. You. We'll yeah, send exactly. the biggest fucking falcon to Wisconsin for right. you. Let's <laughs> send some fucking pterodactyls at this motherfucker to show him that we are not to be trifled with. So that's on you, sir. I'm holding you responsible. I think you put some juju in the air or some pheromones or some shit where birds hey. are either trying to fuck my car or they're trying to fuck up my car. One of the two. Hey, I never have birds get that close to me. I also spoke about like manifestation and shit like that on the on the show too yeah and i told you if you if you could tap into a level of consciousness or a level of uh, a vibrational level yeah you'll be able to control your reality in this realm and i, I think I that's exactly what that. i did for you untap. i, I, think- I want to untap I don't want, this, <laughs> I don't want this vibe you're, you're done you're, <laughs> you, you understand now you, you're fine you i get it I, can, I, <laughs> can i turn that filter back on i don't want to be yeah in this is pretty fucking terrifying vibe. huh it's yeah, fucking it's like, terrifying it's like getting attacked by a thousand pidgeys and you can't do shit about it. <laughs> the old just, Ash Ketchum shit, yeah. Oh, in the, in the middle of the fucking Viridian Forest. Just, just fucking chased by a bunch of Pidgeys. And your Pikachu won't Pikachu. do shit about it. Right, oh, right. <laughs> that bitch-ass Pikachu, dude. I, I fucking hate Pikachu. I fucking know the exact episode you're talking about, too. And I was like, <laughs> that fucking Pikachu just sat there. While his Not mask is getting pet the shit. What a dick. And y'all made that dude the mascot of the entire franchise. Fuck I swear Pikachu. to God. And fucking Gary's over there with this fucking Eevee, which is cool as fuck. Gary's cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And the Eevee was pretty fucking dope. Eevee was dope, too. I wanted the yeah. whole show with just Gary, because fuck Ash. All that yeah, shit. dude. And he had a car and a bunch of girls and fuck. Man, thank you. I did a convertible <laughs> and all the bitches. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gary pulled up fucking five deep every time he had a fucking Gary, match. Gary, he's the man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That shit used to have me rolling. <laughs> Oh, and then he'll send out his fucking Arcanine and his fucking Blastoise. He'll just fucking destroy whoever. 
<laughs> right. That, that motherfucker was running through Kanto. Like, he was just fucking, he didn't give a shit. He's going to fuck everybody up. You only have three badges. Give him the money. I have right. six. Right. I got six <laughs> yesterday, motherfucker. Like, what are you doing? Oh, he's, man. Oh, you're putting one in the ball yet? Oh, well, all mine did. Right. Yeah. Mm, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sucks to suck, Ash. Eat a dick. <laughs> fucking Gary was a man. Anyway, yeah. we're losing people who don't know the fuck we're talking about. Oh, my God. Um, Another thing in weird news. I got a weird news. Did you hear uh, the rumor about Khalees? No, nah, but her I know her name has been in the news because I've seen mm. the headlines. But you didn't see why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't click. I didn't click. For those of you who've been living under a rock. Like me. So I'm not even about the news. I'm saying if you don't even know who Khalees is, Khalees oh, was oh. an uh I guess you can call her pop ish R and B singer from the last I don't know, fifteen a, years or so. A music artist. Musical artist who was well known. For her take on milkshakes. She is a world famous one hit wonder. Because I'm sorry, I can't think of another song she's ever had. But her milkshakes <laughs> did indeed bring all the boys to the yard. So with that being said, there is a stupid rumor. And I'm pretty sure Khalees at this point is not even addressing it. Because she's just like, this is the dumbest thing ever. But it got enough traction to where I was like, if this is real, I, I don't even know what to say. There is a rumor that Khalees, who is... The former ex of Nas, my favorite rapper. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's a possibility she is dating Bill Murray. I'm going to just wait there and take a sip. Oh, shit. Yes, I did indeed say Bill <laughs> Murray, who is 72 years old, and Bill Murray is a national treasure. I'm not even going to say if you're living under the rock, you know who Bill Murray is. No, Apparently, everyone knows who Bill Murray is. Everyone knows who Bill Murray is. <laughs> that man went to go see Khaleesi's concert in the UK. Oh, got shit. A, got, Got a few. I mean, that by itself is like, I just had so many questions out the gate. Yeah, Khaleesi, that's why I said, oh, shit. Tour- like, wait, yeah. hold on. Khaleesi's still did- touring? Number one. Number two. Your old ass flew all the way over there to see her? 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 Like, Khalees? And that's where, okay. And here's my thing. For her to wanna- perform one song? Thank you. Like, <laughs> just watch the music video like, on YouTube. It's a crib. Like, on, on your fucking big ass 60 inch TV that probably drops on the fucking sky. Exactly. Because it's Bill Murray. Because it's Bill Murray. World renowned. But that's my thing. And I don't want to sit here and spreading rumors because we're not a gossip site and all that bullshit. But the fact that she's not saying anything about it because she's just like, everybody's stupid. We're not, of course, we're not, you know, whatever. I'm not even going to address it. Mm. My thing is, like you said, he flew for a Khalees concert in another (laughs) country. I don't think even her fans do that. Think up, think about the concept of that real quick. Right. You didn't fly to see Beyonce. You didn't fly to see Beyonce. No. You went to you see fly a, the milkshake. No, a milkshake. A milkshake. Like, is he a super fan? Like, of milkshakes? Of, of that one song? Does he not know what the song is in, like, describing? I mean, I guess it brought him to the yard. <laughs> it, oh, it brought him all the way. It brought all him all the way to the yard. That's why I'm just like, that uh man, I, I don't get why he would be there. That's I don't, I don't know. I, and no. hey, if it all turns out to be that they are dating, more power to you. Go, Bill Murray. Fuck yeah, bro. Get you some. But that would be yes. if you gave me a thousand chances to guess of a weird celebrity couple uh, that would emerge in twenty twenty three. I would need millions more chances, and I would still never come up. With this combo, what what yeah. is that? 
life won. <laughs> like you won. <laughs> like, like this one, this takes the cake. This is the one. Knock it out of the park, <laughs> dude. <laughs> like I just, I, I, I don't but, know. That was the craziest shit. You know. The, well, she, she, she denied it, right? She refuses to address it, which is also interesting. She hasn't just denied it. She just isn't gonna address it. She's just like she called yeah. everybody stupid. Everyone's dumb and will believe everything. That's which, not a no. It's just a fact. Everyone is dumb. And yes, we will believe everything. You're absolutely yeah. right. That, that's I didn't absolutely. hear a no. I didn't hear a no, I'm not dating him. And that's no, she doesn't have to, she doesn't need to tell us that. Um but it's just so much simpler. Just, but no. I was gonna say that's an you know, say they are together, sure. right? Let Remember, us imagine they are. There, there, there's a hidden agenda behind this relationship. Mm-hmm. Remember that one day I came on here and said that melanin costs more than gold? Oh, no, dude. This can't be that. This can't be, be that, right? Could be. Why Why else would she be with him? You think she finds him attractive? I mean, Bill Murray's a charismatic... Do You know, when you're in your 70s, it's not so much about... The looks, it's the vibe, and Bill Murray is the yeah. chillest motherfucker on the planet. I'm trying yeah. to give him some defense here, but you're not wrong. Nas. <laughs> Nas. Bill Murray. <laughs> I mean, and she's been married. I mean, she was married. Let's not pretend like she went from Nas to Bill Murray. Like, I, she was married I, I'm, saying, I'm just saying. Divorce. I'm just well, saying. You're not wrong. That's a, that is a... Mm. Look who the type what? of person Nas is. Like, forget his look. Sure. Who is he? What is his music about? Good point, too. Bill Murray. But last week, I did say one of the greatest life lessons is laughter, right? So maybe, because Bill Murray is legendarily hysterical. That guy is a comedy god. So maybe that's enough to get over an age gap and a little bit of, you know, wrinkle wear and tear. And like, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm trying to craft a world in which this is a plausible pairing. And at the end of the day, I mean, shit, look at Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner dated some of the most beautiful women in the world. And that dude looked like he was an 80-year-old raisin by the time he was, like, 35. So, like, money is everything, but this is two people who have plenty of money. So, I don't know. I am I am morbidly curious, and a part of me kind of hopes that it's actually true, because we, are, we would just be... Woo, man! I'm gonna go under the impression that um this is false. <laughs> um, Bill Murray is just, is just a fan of milkshakes. Uh, he's just a fan. Very beverages. He he just loved it. that. Must be his favorite song. And, like his favorite song. His favorite That's song. on his Spotify top ten every year is milkshake. No, it's Khalees. top two. And it's top not two. two. It has to be. If yeah, if you're flying, I know flying for him isn't a big deal. But if you're flying to go see that concert, one song because. Like you said, what other song? I, I couldn't <laughs> tell you another song she's got. I mean, like, I know she's made, like, I know she has other songs. Don't get me wrong. Sure. Absolutely. I don't know what I, they are. <laughs> I couldn't name you another one. Yeah. Like, so, there you go. There's some weird news for you. All right. You, you might exist in a world right now where Khalees and Bill Murray are a thing. I'm going to call them. I can't even come up with a, a couple name for them. No. Oh, Kalur- I got it. Kalurri. Ah. <laughs> That just sounds. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like you just threw that up real quick. I really did. Cool, hurry. <laughs> ran up to it. the podium. We're drafting. <laughs> <laughs> and he just ran off. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's such good stuff. Oh, man. So, oh. should we start the music? Yeah. Yeah. Think so. Yeah. Let's start the music. One, two, three. <laughs> 
Welcome to the Bank Bro Show. We are back, back like we never left. Mm. I am always your boy Siege. This man to my left on the screen is the hot stepper, the go getter. Oh shit! I was trying to rap, but it didn't work out. <laughs> That's Ryan over there. I was waiting for. I was waiting for. It. Like, oh shit! <laughs> One of these days, I'm telling you, we will have enough of the brown stuff where I will pretend to rap, and it's gonna be my most embarrassing moment on the show. We'll have a freestyle session. Mm-mm. You pick a beat, I'll pick a beat. <laughs> oh my god, I, that'd be very fucking fun, but cringeworthy as shit. Just <laughs> like a few, a few, a few of them in, and uh, we'll be good to go. It's gonna be my eighth grade talent show all over. We won't get into that, but just understand. It was all a dream. <laughs> I mean, you're not. It's not that it's gangsta's paradise, but mm, mm. I kind of wish it was all a dream. Ah, see what I did there? <laughs> so welcome to the show um again we got light on sports we'll talk about a few things today uh let's go with ufc there was a mm. interesting ufc card that was this past sunday ufc 289 mm. um you know to the cold main and the main event were the real stars and everything else in the card was we won't do the whole five fight card that we normally do just because honestly i watched the whole pay-per-view and it was like not much to write home about. It was mid. It was mid. It was very mid, you know. But I do want to talk about the Coleman and the main event because they have far-reaching implications, especially with some fights coming up that I know you want to discuss. Let us first start with the Coleman with our everyone's favorite, Charles Oliveira, who is just a megastar at this point in the fight game. And man, he had a very tough on paper fight against Benile Dariush. So. You know, if you don't, we won't go into all the history, but Oliveira was a longtime champion, got stripped of the title because he missed weight by like two pounds, and has been trying to get his way back. And he, he's been running into roadblocks and things like that. But outside of that small window of information you got there, Oliveira is pretty much bulletproof. He has been dominant. Every time he steps into the fucking octagon, you're getting a show. And to me, man, this was him. At the highest level of performance, I he was just clean as a whistle. Go ahead and talk about it, sir. No, uh, you're right. Darius on paper would have been a very tough matchup for Oliveira because absolutely he he, he has knockout power. Oliveira yes. has been shown to be prone to get hit by big shots and hurt by big shots. Yep. Um, Gaethje hurt him. Poirier hurt him. Michael Chandler hurt him. You know, so he, there was always that threat <clears throat> with Darius, and Darius is strong as shit and big as shit. Yes. So you know he he had to deal with the strength of an Islam. Now he has to deal with the strength of a Darius. I mean, I'm pretty sure Darius isn't as strong as Islam. No. But, but those two are probably the strongest in the division. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I know it's going to be a doubt. way more even fight for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think the way Charles came out, um, I think he was, he was getting his reads. He came out like what he always He pressed forward. You know, he he's in that Muay Thai type stance where he, he has that yeah. knee up. Um, and I knew Charles won the fight when he took – and accepted the ground position. And yes. Darius had nothing for him. Darius looked defeated in that moment. I remember I remember telling my uh my brother, we were watching the fight together. I remember telling him, like, hey, <laughs> he's he's gonna get him out of here. Yep. <laughs> he's, get, he, he's winning this fight on his fucking back. <laughs> he's going to get him out of here. He's like, go ahead and take it. Like, go ahead, try it. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Oliveira gets up. I forgot what he hit him with. I think it was a high kick. It was a high kick. Hurt him with a high kick. That was, mm. And then he just stalked him down. Right when Oliveira hurts you, he stalks you down. He uses right. the 
his long his long shots. I think he it was a it was a high kick and he traced him down. I think it was a hook. I could be wrong. He tried putting in a leg hook, like because he kind of fell backwards and then he tried to just get yeah. back to the ground game again. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Oliveira just had an answer for every move Darius had on the ground. It was and then ground pound got him out of there. It was done, and I couldn't believe because Darius, like you said, is just a legitimate he, contender. He's a legitimate contender, and I think with Oliveira, the way the, how easy he made this look done. Like Dana White, obviously, he came out and said, "Yeah, that's a, that's a fight that we're gonna make." There you happen. go. Yep, we because are absolutely a, getting that fight now. After a dominant performance like this, Charles Oliveira has beaten everyone in the top five. Yep, not including well, well, well except five. for yeah, <laughs> yeah, not including Islam, right? Everybody else, everybody he is, else, he has done it the them. right way. He has crawled back to the top of the heat now, and yeah, like you said, Dana is already making the gears turn. Turn the mm-hmm. machine on, and we are getting Oliveira Makachev too. Yes, and mm, I want to know who you think is going to win. I got Oliveira. Really? I got Oliveira. Um, I think. Um, oh, he was at the fight. Yeah, Oliveira went to watch Volk fight Islam. Yes, game tape. And I think he learned something from Volk. I think Volk, not only him, but everyone else in the division. Yes, Volk put the blueprint out there on how to beat this. Yeah, um, we talked about. Volkanovski in that yeah that fight and how battered Islam Makachev was after it even though Makachev won oh no Volk well, literally had yeah a lot of answers he fucked Makachev up yes he Volk ended the fifth round on top yep. in a dominant position yep. throwing fucking hands down on Islam that's right we I think we talked about like give him five more minutes and you would have had a different outcome I think so no 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 give him thirty more seconds. <laughs> He said, that's a wrap. Yeah, it would have been a wrap. We're and, at the end here. And mind you, Volk is a 145er. That's right. So, there you go. So, so if I'm Oliveira co- going into the camp against Islam, I'm drilling fucking wrestling. Yeah, I was say, ground game, hard. wrestling. Oh, yeah. See if Darius wants to train with me. That ain't dope. <laughs> hey, why not, right? Yeah, some shit. World-class wrestlers. Yes, I'd get them all in the camp Man. and just bury all of them until you get to where you need to go. Because, man. I think in the striking department, I think Oliveira can hurt him. Oh, I, I know he can. And he but then the thing is, he, is can, he can hold up with any striker. But but the thing is, like, Islam hurt him in that last fight, like, early. I, I don't think Oliveira was expecting it. But I think Oliveira I, knows now. I don't think so either. Yeah. I think he got caught off guard. Yeah, because he expected the grappling. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, but in and, and and fight two, I got Oliveira, man. That's the people's champ. Absolutely. Uncrowned champ, people's champ. And I really, I very much pulling for him. This is another one of those it's tough nugget situations. Yeah. Very tough. Very like, tough. On paper, Makachev is still a class of his own. Like, as and people can hate him all he wants. No, he's good. He's good. He's, fucking he's good, a champ yeah. for a reason. He's and very yes, fucking good. This is the second fight. And in the last fight, he did fuck Oliveira up. As much momentum as Oliveira has. Yeah. Now, it's nice seeing Oliveira kind of come back from that and be, mm-hmm. he's changed his game up a little bit. He's learned a lot. He's a much more complete fighter than he was even last year. So that's a lot of growth in a short amount of time. And he's gotten it all from that one loss of Makachev. However, I am not convinced Oliveira could pull this off as much as I would love it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. On paper, Makachev still feels like he's a guy. Yeah. And and he should be the favorite. He should be the favorite. He should be the favorite. I'm betting Vegas is going to think the same thing. Mm-hmm. It always makes things a little 
fucked up, you know. <laughs> we'll we'll see. We'll see. I am that is a must watch fight. I'll put it that way. If you're yeah. not even a fight fan, you're gonna find something to love on that fucking. Guarantee after that fight, that will make you a fan. Yeah. So, oh boy, that's gonna be great. Well, going from the co-main to the main event, which was mm. our favorite, the Lioness Amanda Nunes, the mm. goat, the double champion. And she had a title fight. It was supposed to be against someone else. We'll get to in a second. That person ended up getting injured. I think it was some rib injuries there. So she ended up having to defend against a number five ranked Irene Aldana. Mm. And you and I spoke on it for a second. And Aldana, like we said, is a, I believe she's taller. She's beefier. Lengthy. Lengthy, more power. And it was Juliana Pena, right? That was the person who was supposed to get the fight. Yep. Got yes. Injured. Yeah, Juliana, yes. So Juliana Pena was Nunes' rival. I mean, that was, yes, Nunes had won, and then Pena had won, so we were supposed to get the trilogy fight here. And the fact that Pena got hurt, kind of threw things in a wreck, and Aldana, as much as we liked her power in the past, I didn't think she had much of a chance going into this. It was... No, Nunes is a different type of power. It's a different type of power. Yeah, Nunes is a fucking animal. So... It was going to be interesting just because of the the last minute of it all. The fact that, you know, Nunez couldn't train a full fight camp for Aldana. So usually in my book, that's where you kind of see some upsets happen. You know, that's at least in the fight history. That's exactly where you see a slip up happen. Mm-hmm. It's either that or they get destroyed and this should, the fight should have just been canceled in the first place. In my opinion, this fight was five full rounds of nothing. Aldana, I'm sorry, girl. You were not ready for this fight. You were not ready for the spotlight. You weren't ready for any of this kind of fame and hype. It just didn't happen. And Aldana is a, is a very good fighter. Don't get me wrong. But I watched the whole thing. And I sat there just waiting for Aldana to come out of that turtle shell defense she's got. Where she has, and it's very interesting because most fighters, they put their hands up. They have the fists going. They're protecting their face. Aldana has a very interesting stance where she kind of puts both hands just over her head and is blocking all the face shots. So she's begging you to tear up her ribs. She's begging you to do a lot of body shots. But Aldana was very heavy-footed and just refused to throw a punch. And I couldn't explain it a different way. It's not like Nunez, like, outsmarted her or something. Or, like, and we know Nunez is a masterclass. Like, she's just on top of the game. I don't care how long Nunez has been sitting out. I don't care what the rumors were about her going into the fight. Like, Nunez, you have to bring 120% to beat Nunez. Point blank, period. So, for Aldana, I was like, okay, at least if you throw a punch, Nunez will respect the power. She, I think, three punches the entire fucking fight. I don't know how she didn't get knocked the fuck out multiple times. This was a horrible title fight for Aldana. On the other side of things, Nunez looked like a a god beater. Like, you couldn't touch Nunez. She was comfortable, loosey-goosey, breezy, just slamming Aldana down at, at will, even though she was smaller, just piecing her apart in the short game, body checks. I mean, just, she made Aldana look like she's us trying to get started in the fight game and shit. Just... These were, there's levels to the game, and Nunes is on the mountaintop, and I'm sorry, Aldana, you gotta go back to the jungles, bro. Like, you're on the you're on the bottom. It just did not work out. The game plan fell apart immediately. You can see it in Aldana's eyes that she, right from the gate, she stared across at Amanda Nunes across that cage and was like, fuck, what did I do? What did I get myself in? It, the fear was evident 
right away. And unfortunately, I don't know if Aldana's going to be getting any other title shots unless she changes practically her entire camp, her entire coaching staff. You got to tear it down and start over because that was that you're not people don't get a lot of opportunities to get championship fights. And that was probably your one shot and you blew. What are your thoughts, sir? <clears throat> um, uh, to be honest, I kind of disagree with you on that Aldana point. Mm. Uh, I think it's easy for you to, it's easy for anyone to say if she would have threw more punches, she would have had a chance. Yeah, you're oh, right. Sir. If she threw more punches, she also would have had more of a chance to get knocked the fuck out. Hey, but this is a fight game. Like, so it's, it's easy. It's easy for you to say that. Of course. I'm not the one. In the game. Exactly. <laughs> so you've never, you've never been in the position to get knocked the fuck out before. Uh, I have, but. No, that's, in, that's a different story. But in, in like a professional, yeah. I, I get what you mean. I'm, I'm yeah. thinking, so. and I haven't either. And I haven't either. But if I were to put myself in their shoes, hmm, this girl has knockout power. She was uh throwing that overhand right millions of times against Pena and knocked her down over and over and over again. I got to be smart in the way I box and approach this. Sure. And credit and- to Aldana, she was actually very, pretty good defensively. Oh yeah, again, turtle shell defense she, is gonna stop a lot she, of it. She was pretty good defensively. Um. And also, it's kind of hard to get. It's kind of hard to get shit off against Nunez because That's true. <laughs> if you like, if you miss, if you if you have a mishap, if you have a misstep, oh uh, shit, a counter hook is coming. Oh fuck! And then you're on the ground, and then you're knocked the fuck out. Mm. Um, and so it's like, yeah, Nunez was dominant. She won every single round. Um, but Queen credit to Aldana, she she survived. She didn't get knocked out. Uh, she, she did. That was impressive. She didn't look as bad as Juliana Pena did after the second fight. Ah, uh, fair point. Which, fair point. which is that? Look, that's the fucking goat. Aldana will never be a, a goat or considered a goat. So for her to to last five rounds and not look super fucking fucked up like Juliana Pena did, <laughs> I think that says a lot about Aldana. Um, and on the flip side, Nunez, that that's just the goat. Like I said. Like we we've acknowledged that's just the goat man, uh, goat shit. Goats do what goats do and come out and dominate. <laughs> um, and, and she... don't don't get me wrong. I think if we ended up with the fight we were supposed to get with Nunes and Pena three, Nunes is winning that fight too. I yeah. I don't think this changes what outcome it would have been. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think we would have gotten a more robust fight. And don't and I completely agree with you. It is much easier. That's why people have podcasts instead of actually. <laughs> talking to their faces, I do agree. It's easy for me to say, well, if you throw a punch, maybe you'd get somewhere. However, I will counter that by saying, yes, you should be smart when it comes to the fight game. Yes, you should be smart with your punch punching selection and the way you take your kicks. It's all a science. We get all that. But at the end of the day, it's more about what I'm saying of you weren't in this slot before. You weren't in line for a championship. You got gifted one because of situations outside of your control. But she was in line. She in line eventually, not immediately in line is what I mean. So this was not technically your night, but that's what you came out with. Like, but, but knowing she, that you may not get another shot at this. Uh, Like we said, say say um Pena didn't get injured and Pena still fought Nunez and Nunez whooped her. Sure. Um, Nunez came out and said herself, if I would have fought Pena, I wouldn't have retired. Right. Because I want to sure. retire fighting somebody new. Yeah. And so, I think Adana would have got the shot anyway, right after Pena. Would it have been why against else was, Nunes, though? I but, don't why else, but why else would they throw Aldana up there? Why is she the oh, replacement? Yeah. And she was top because five. She was, next in line. Not, she, right. she was next in line anyway. So, yeah. it's not like she 
she'll never get an opportunity again. She's still, I'll pick her against Pena. And I'm glad you put that, you brought that up because I would too. I think that style is much better for someone like Aldana. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that Aldana was not deserving of it. Not that's what you she, made it seem like. That's what I, it sounded like to me. I apologize. No. That's what it sounded like. I was like. just saying. Hey, y'all, rewind that. Rewind, rewind that. Tell me if I'm tripping. <laughs> no, no, no. If that's what I came off, I, I, that was a mistake. No, no, no. I was just saying that specific night was not designated for Aldana. Aldana is a great fighter, which is what made the performance so baffling to me is because I've seen her past fights. And I know she can knock somebody the fuck out. I know she can. She has a really good all-around game. And being a smart fighter is great. You should be smart. If it's me, though, if it's a championship and it's the schedule and the te- the, the timeline of when you were supposed to get it is different than what you were planning for. Because everybody has their plan. Everybody has their timeline of when things are going to happen. So if mm-hmm. I'm a top five fighter and all of a sudden, within like a couple of months, I know I'm getting a title shot. Like, oh, my God. This wasn't like a year of fight camp and me, you know, putting all the shit out there. It's, oh, God, I'm getting a title shot in two months. Okay, fuck, let's go. Fucking try to knock her out. Like, try to put her in the dirt. If it's a one-punch knockout, I don't fucking care. Like, the urgency has to be there at some point. And I was waiting for the later rounds, three through five, because, like you said, Aldana was getting fucking tagged. And she was still in it. And I was like, okay. And her coaches are fucking screaming at her, like, unleash do something oh my god like move around but his her coaches were going crazy and i'm going crazy like I, I agree with them like dude this is your moment fucking pull the trigger dude if you miss and nudas knocks you out hey she's a goat for a reason but at least try that at least try to put her down this was a very defensive performance that didn't do anything for Aldana's profile that's that's at the end of the day what i was getting at not that she's not deserving and that the show never get another shot. I'm just saying, if you look at history, how often do people get repeat shots after performances like this? Unless it's circumstantial or your replacement, she's got to do something different to climb back into that conversation. Because now we're talking about Raquel Pennington and Yulena Pena. So, like, I mean, Pena. So that next fight isn't going to be you either. So now you really got to kind of look in the mirror and say, what could I have done differently and what needs to change in my fight camp? That's all. I still think she's a great fighter. I need to see more. I think she missed an opportunity here. I'm mm. very pensive about that. <laughs> yeah, because you're making like, I don't know. It's like you're not sticking to one lane, you know? You're playing both lanes. So it's like, it, it's kind of hard. <laughs> <laughs> like That's what I do, sir. It's I, I stay by what I'm saying is I think she missed a fucking opportunity. But I don't want that taking away from who she is as a fighter. I mean, that's, that's at the end of the day what I'm saying. I mean, did you think she was going to win? So I thought there was a chance. So I thought there was a size chance. Size wise, yes. How I much percentage? Wise, wise. Okay, give me a percentage. Uh, like, I got fifteen percent, maybe. So fifteen yes. percent, and you think this changed her entire career? Like this? You no, think this had no, no, a no. negative impact on her career? I'm saying it had. Because that's what you're. No, no, that's her. exactly what you made it sound like. Because you're, you're saying you said um, she needs needs to change her whole camp. Uh, yeah. Needs to do everything differently, and needs to look herself in the mirror and say, "What could I have done differently?" Like her career just gone down the drain or something. Let me put it to you this way: Let me compare it to someone we talk about all the time, Ronda but, Rousey. Okay, Ronda Rousey. Then, listen, listen, listen. Sure, go ahead. She was never a favorite like Ronda Rousey. Like you said, you gave her a fifteen percent chance to win. So give her fifteen percent <laughs> of the blame. Give her fifteen percent of the blame, and oh, give Amanda okay. Nunes eighty-five percent of the credit. That's okay. all I'm saying. I see what you're saying. You know, because like you said. 
she never really had a chance to begin with. You think fifteen percent is a real shot? No. Get the fuck out of here. No. Get the fuck out of here. No. No. In the fight game, no. That's a that's a knockout pop. That that that's a Buster Douglas. Get the fuck out of here. But fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. You're right. The number of my jerseys bigger than fifteen. <laughs> However, look at Alexa Grasso. Did we give her even fifteen percent against Holly Holm? Not Holly Holm. Excuse me, Valentina. No, but does she have nope. knockout power? Does does she have Nunez in these? Is she the well, goat? Uh, no, Valentina's no. <laughs> okay. up there though. Nunez beat her twice. Is up there. Nunez beat her twice. In the get out of here. Things, get yeah. out of here. I'm get out of here. In that in that profile of Valentina and Alexa Grasso, those were worlds, universes apart in talent. And you and I talked about it for five seconds on the pod. We're like, yeah, Alexa Grasso, no, that's a ten can, nothing. Yes. Yes, I agree. Fifteen percent can win sometimes, though. So, like, that's the same level I but have is for Aldana. Valentina considered the goat. That's no. okay. She's not Michael Jordan. That's what I'm saying. Okay, that's fair. And that's in that sense, I have to say right. Michael Jordan because of you. <laughs> I wouldn't have said Michael Jordan if it was me, but but I get I, the comparison. I have to drill it into your head somehow. All right, <laughs> that is the way it, to do it. She played one on one with Michael Jordan. All right, she didn't play with fucking. Uh, uh, Vince Carter. Oh, right? Vince Carter's very good. Okay, right. But Vince Carter ain't Jordan. There's levels to this. Like, you're right. Come on yeah. now. That's come a on, good CJ. point. You I know never thought this. Of it that way. You know this, CJ. Like, come she on. She played one on one with Jordan. I'm getting mad that she got dunked on. Yes. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Oh my god. Like, what fair. That's fair. That's fair. Let us let's get away from UFC then. Clearly, because <laughs> I am half whiskey at this point. We'll go back to the NBA. For one final go round for the season because the NBA Finals have come and gone. And your, maybe not ours, someone's Denver Nuggets. <laughs> Definitely not mine. I hated them. Definitely not mine. Definitely not his. But... <laughs> someone's Denver Nuggets somewhere are NBA champion. And game five <laughs> was something else. You may go ahead and break down game five, sir, and talk to people mm. about um, how Nikola Jokic is now a champion. Yeah. Uh, Nikola Jokic is one of the best centers of all time. Uh, I'm sweating. And sh- that's <laughs> I don't know. That, that's I haven't I got nothing for you. The Denver Nuggets they were just they were better than Miami Heat. Um, the Miami Heat cannot win if Jimmy Butler does not perform. Ooh. He did not have a good game. He even came out and said he deserves all the criticism, all the blame. Um, he he got him there. He did, but he didn't show up in honestly the finals. He didn't no. have the greatest final series. Um, Bam Adebayo was their best player. Okay, give me a second. Um, I will. I need to formally apologize to Bam Adebayo. I'm sorry, Bam. I said on the show <laughs> that you were going to be the liability. You were going to be the key to the Nuggets defeating the Heat and taking a championship because I did not think you could handle Jokic in the paint. I didn't think you could handle the passing lanes. I thought the two-man game was going to be too much for you to handle, put you in a blender every single time because I saw a lot of busted shots in the series prior. So, Bam, I pointed you out specifically, and as Ryan messaged me and said, I think I accidentally manifested playoff Bam. All of a sudden, Bam was the fucking man on the court. I'm sorry, Bam. I was absolutely wrong about you. Not about the Heat losing, but you specifically, you have my apologies. Proceed, sir. <laughs> yeah, um, but likewise, it was it was great to see a, a battle of two bigs. Um, yeah. Jokic was doing his thing. Uh, Bam was doing his thing. Um, but before I dive into the Denver Nuggets. I, I just want to say this about the Miami Heat. I love watching them play. I think they're everything right about the game of basketball. Yes. Um, 
just their their roster alone. I think n- nine undrafted players. I believe you're right. Some shit like that. Nine undrafted players. Um, uh, and Crazy. they're the epitome of um, if you don't fit what we do, we don't want you. We don't care how good you are. If you're not that talented, but you fit what we do, we'll make it work because you're gonna find a way to win for us. That's right. And that's what happens when you stick with your guns. You look at all these other organizations trying to build. I'm not going to say who. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. But yeah, that team over there, like you look at teams like that and you're like, hmm, I wonder why they're not winning. I wonder why they haven't been successful. It's because you try to mash up all this talent together. That's not right. Work. And you got to get p- pieces that work. And I think the Heat will be back here. Um, We can talk about the future later, but I think they will be back here if they make one or two moves. Mm, okay. Now, with the Denver Nuggets, I just, I want to shout out, man, KCP. Reggie Jackson, Is Smith, Bruce Brown, and I might be missing one more player. But why am I shouting them out? Because they're all former Detroit Pistons. Nah, I knew it. <laughs> yeah, and they were. Yes, they all at one point held a special place in my heart. Reggie Jackson, uh, he was our starting point guard when we made the playoffs. That's right. Um, I think it was in like 2015. I remember me and you talked about it when we were working together at the bank, and I was saying. Right. The Pistons are going to make the playoffs this year. And you look yep. at me like, hell no. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we made the playoffs with Andre Drummond, KCP. Is Smith was our backup point guard. KCP I didn't buy it at all. Guard. Fuck that. That shit was garbage. <laughs> oh, man. I couldn't believe but yeah. it. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to them. Um, But I'm really happy for Jamal Murray. I'm really happy for Nikola Jokic. Yes. Uh, for Jamal, he, he tore his ACL. Um, yes. He was out the whole year last year. Horrible uh, to injury. come back and have a year like this. Um. It's crazy. He's never been an all-star, but you think about the point guards that are in the West, and you understand why. Dame zero Steph. all-stars, but Dame and for Steph. Jamal Murray, but Dame and Steph. So it's like, right? Oh fuck! Man. Yeah, you're always gonna pick Dame and Steph over him, of course. So man, understandable. But yeah, if he was in the East, it'd be a different story. But yeah, anyway, very much an all-star caliber player. Absolutely. Very happy for him and his comeback story. Um, and then Jokic, of course. Man, he was unstoppable. He he had everything his way. This entire series. Um, and he definitely goes down as maybe a top five center of all time. I was just going to say, I think like, he makes top five now. Um, cause you got, all right, real quick, top five <laughs> centers of all time. Let's try to name them right now. All right. Uh, in nope. no order, in no order. All right. No order. No order. Uh, Shaq. Shaq. Kareem. Still. Kareem. Wilt. Yep. You got Wilt. Hakeem Olajuwon. Yep. Might put Jokic there. Jokic at five. Uh, not in any order. I'm just saying. Yeah, I think those top five. Yeah, man, it's Bill it's Russell? hard to think of another one. Uh, but you put Bill Russell in there over Wilt. Maybe. That's a that's a good debate. That's, that's a good debate too. Because yeah. I think individually Wilt was a better player, but then whenever they played, uh, Bill Russell won. I mean, Bill Russell had the better that's, team. But it, that's it's, true. It's what do you? Yeah, yeah. That's like a three A three B kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I definitely have him over like Patrick Ewing. And, oh yeah. Um, who are some of those other centers from that era? That like didn't like fucking Alonzo Morning. Like, oh, I was morning. Damn. Um, yeah. Um, David Robinson. Like I got him. Over oh there. yeah. David Robinson was a fucking beast. Fucking loved Robinson. Yeah. Um, but I got him over David Robinson. Um. Yeah, actually, I'd put that up there. So I I'd, I'd give Yoga's top five center of all time. Yep. No. Yeah. That guy is a magician. I, I saying it. Like, yeah. Um, just no it, nonsense. As far as the game goes, uh, I feel like. The refs were trying to help the Miami Heat. <laughs> That's I, what I remember from it. <laughs> I feel I feel like the refs were trying to help the Miami Heat. Uh, yeah, but they just—I don't know—they just Jimmy Butler just didn't have the greatest game, and can't win when your best player has a game like that. 
You know, mm. you, you you can't depend on your role players to, to consistently create shots for themselves, you know, when right. they're supposed to be feeding off of you. And that's what it looked like to me. It looked like Jimmy was a little passive at times, um, wasn't as aggressive as how we've seen him um, in, uh, say, the first round. Um, yeah. Second round, he kind of slowed down a bit, but he was still good. True. Um, but, yeah, in the first round against Miami, I mean, Milwaukee, he was going stupid. Crazy. Um, but yeah, Crazy. But he was ice cold. In game five, like just busted yeah. shots. I couldn't believe yeah. how bad he was. I mean, he started getting clutch. Second half kicked in. He, he was hitting threes. Start, he was starting to hit threes. He started getting yeah. his rhythm a little bit. But it was too little, too late. It was, yeah. At that point, I think at that point, the Heat were still up, and then the wheels kind of fell off Denver. That defense yeah. in no. Denver just tightened up, and Butler became kind of one dimensional. And that's the worst time no, for that to happen for him. It's a. Uh... It, I don't know. It's just you can't depend on your role players, like I said, to just consistently yeah. create shots for themselves. You know, like uh, that's tough. That's too I understand. Tough. It's hard to win like that. I understand that Jimmy Butler. He he's normally not a like a ball dominant shot creating type player, right? You know, like he he likes to play almost like a LeBron. Yeah, you know where he's like a he serves the floor, he makes the right play. You know, when it's time to score, he'll score things of that nature. Um, that's why in the regular season he's just Jimmy Butler. You know, he's right. not. You know, Jimmy. Yeah, because <laughs> he's just coasting. So mm-hmm. um, they needed Hemi when they got Jimmy. <laughs> yes, that's absolutely accurate, though. Yeah. And that was it's just the worst timing for it. And yeah. I mean, yeah, that that whole game and you and I talked about it was just like it, it reminded me of like an old school, like an ugly '90s style basketball game where it's just. The shots were all fucked up. And don't get me wrong. It's not like the Nuggets were dominating either. Like, they were busted on threes and freeze. So, like, their percentages were shit. So, the fact that the Nuggets kind of came back to win this was, I mean, very team-centric win. I think every role player really brought it to that that game. And Mm -hmm. Jokic was amazing, but it's not like he was, like, a triple-double like he always is. Like, just automatic. He He had to earn all that shit. Every minute of it. So... That was a hard fought. Even if it was ugly, it was a hard fought win for the. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, like you said, they they had a claw back. Um, and uh, I think Aaron, yeah, Aaron Gordon got into foul trouble early. He did. Um, something else. Oh, I think Jokic got into he, some foul trouble early too. Yeah, they both got like two, like uh, pretty quickly. I remember DeAndre Jordan checking in the game. Yes, <laughs> that was crazy. I was like, wait. I think I looked down for a second and I heard DeAndre Jordan. I said, wait. That DeAndre Jordan? <laughs> yeah. And that's who's going on. Was. Like, Damn, yeah. I was like, the, the, if they, the Heat, if the Heat are going to win this game, they got to go up double digits and yep. make it known right now because Jokic is on the bench, Aaron Gordon's on the bench. Got to bury him. You got to go. And yep. they didn't. And at halftime, they only had a small uh, – I forgot how much they were up by. But they weren't up by much. It was – Because I remember Jokic might have threw up a half-court shot. Yeah, Miami was up by like seven or eight at the half. Yeah, 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 some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, forty-four and I just I remember Jokic fifty-three, fifty, fifty-four, something like that. Yeah, I think yeah. it was fifty-four or forty-four. It's so like almost like a ten-point lead. So. Ten-point, yeah. And I, I felt like, man, a ten-point lead with Jokic on Jokic and Gordon on the bench. You got a ten-point lead. Jimmy you, Butler is playing terribly. Right. Like normally, you're supposed to win um, that game. Like yeah. What what the hell, um, man? So it yeah. No, what I'm saying is the lead. No, what I'm saying is the lead was not big enough. Oh <laughs> no, you put the avalanche down. No, on Denver, no, you, you got to bury him. They got DeAndre Jordan in the game. Right. When <laughs> is the last time he played? 
I didn't even I didn't even know he was still playing actively. So I was like, wait, that's like putting Haslam on the field on the court. Like, okay, like let's let's get all the old heads out. Let's go. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know, but it, yeah, it was interesting game. So yes, Nuggets are champions after forty seven years. It took them that long to get to the mountaintop, but they are here. And Jokic, like we said, I think top five center, still just kind of getting started. He's only in what is seventh year something like that like he's still yeah, got like plenty of time yeah, yeah he's, like he's still got somewhere. plenty of time to dominate i don't know if denver gets back to like back-to-back championships i'm not sure but Jokic is now a two-time mvp should have been three just you know for, for being honest about it um nba champion finals mvp and now he's the first player in history to lead the playoffs in total points, total rebounds, and total assists. So just dominating the entire run to the champion. Let me remind you that this man was a second-round pick drafted during a Taco Bell commercial. You didn't even show him on screen. It was a Taco Bell. Get a fucking burrito at Taco Bell. And that guy, that's when he got drafted. So I don't think he ever let that go. It's still a really funny point to bring up. But, man, he played like somebody you don't ever want to miss out on if you're drafting. It just goes to show you, there's talent everywhere, man. You never know who's going to turn into a superstar. But good for Jokic, man. I'm happy for him. Seems like a very genuinely humble guy. Nice sense of humor. Reminds me a little bit of Giannis, honestly. Just That man just wants to go home. They asked him about a parade. He said, mm-hmm. I just, he said no, I, I want to yeah, go home. I, I got to go home. Shit. He's tired. <laughs> He's tired. Let him go home. Hell yeah. Probably wants to bang his wife or something, man. Like, man, let him go. He's got what? Uh, one kid? He got two kids? Three kids? I can't uh, remember. I think he has a daughter. I don't know. He has a, he has, the daughter was front and center. That girl's yeah. adorable. Holy mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. Like she was look, they said a picture of her with the damn championship hat on looking down at the MVP trophy. And I was like, they're going to show that when she's in the WNBA. Like, <laughs> that's that moment where she, she gets she the bug. Her ring. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> she gets the bug bite. So. That's that's gonna be interesting. But yeah. speaking of the draft, though, hey, that is coming up for the NBA very quickly. That's what I like about that. It doesn't take too long Mm-mm. after the season's over to start talking about the future. And the future is now for the Detroit, the Detroit Pistons. And I want to know, since you have the jersey on, ooh, ooh. what are your hopes and dreams for the Detroit Pistons coming into this next draft? Um. Well, for one, our our the guy that I wanted. Um. The Pistons to take. Okay, so before I before I even get there, hold on, wait a minute. We gotta talk about the lottery. Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. We gotta talk about the lottery and how bad that shit was rigged. <laughs> oh, so you are salty about it? I knew it. No, no, no. I said I'm not... that and you're like, I don't care. I don't want Victor Wembanyama anyway. No, no, no. All right. No, no, no. It's like I said. It has nothing to do with me and the Pistons. Okay. It has to do with who they gave the first pick. Uh-huh. No, I'm no, no, I know. I'm no, I agree with you. It was rigged as fuck. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, fuck. Anyway, but I thought we'd be higher. I thought yeah. we'd be higher than five. I thought we'd be higher than five because we finished with the worst record in the league. So I thought, okay, at least three. That's what I thought. I would have been cool with that. Uh, and honestly, uh, if we would have got three, I would have tried to move up to two mm. um, to try to get Brandon Miller because I think Brandon Miller fits our team best. Yeah. Um, but by saying that, at number five, there's two guys I'm looking at. I like... Um, one guy for upside and one guy for like a uh, consistency, like the safe pick. Sure. Uh, the safe pick is uh, Cam Whitmore out of Villanova, mm. like a six, 
he's like a six seven wing. He's reminds me a little bit of Sadiq Bay, ironically. Ah, look at that. Yeah. They're kinda nice. kinda almost built the same, kinda have the same role where they're really scrappy on defense. Uh but he's way more athletic and he's a very good uh lob threat. Mm. The only thing with him is he he hasn't shown he's shown flashes of playmaking potential, but he hasn't shown a lot. Gotcha. That brings me to the next guy. Oh, his name is Asar Thompson. Asar Thompson. I'm sorry. Asar Thompson. Got it. His, his twin brother is a man. Um, they're both yes. like top five prospects. Absolutely. Asar is the wing. He's six seven. He super athletic. Plays defense. Can play make. Uh, just a really good all around wing. That so happens to be athletic as fuck. His only downfall is that he can't really shoot right now. He's shown flashes of being able to shoot. He shot like 33% or something like that um, uh, last season. Uh, in a, what's it called? The OTE? Yes. Uh, and he sh- he's shown improvements. To me, he has the potential to become like a Paul George. And that's who I want the Pistons to go with. Damn. You love Paul George. He has that type of game. He's silky smooth. He has shown the ability to handle the rock and make plays for other people. He averaged like 17, 6, and 6 last mm. season in OTE. So I would say lean towards Asar Thompson. If you okay. if you if you've done your homework, if he's shown you that he he can actually hit the three good enough. He doesn't even have to be a fucking burner. He just has to be able to hit it good enough. Yeah. Um <laughs> pause. And, <laughs> whoa. Ah! <laughs> Gotta hit it good enough. Hit it good enough. You feel me? <laughs> Make sure that's it wet enough. You, <laughs> but nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are my hopes and dreams. I'm hoping Asar Thompson. Um, but Cam Cam Whitmore, I would be okay with too. Nice. Now, what about your Chicago Bulls? So the Chicago Bulls, I have a very love hate relationship with my team. As all my sports teams, they, they know how I feel. For those who don't know, which I don't blame you because. Who the fuck cares about the Bulls right now? Other than me, the Chicago Bulls have mortgaged their fucking future and they have zero picks, zero in this year's NBA draft. Wait, who has their pick this year? Is it? I don't fucking know. I'm thinking it's. Okay. See. I thought Orlando? it was the Thunder. It was Orlando okay. or the Thunder. I couldn't remember which one it was. Uh, one of those two teams has our pick. Damn. So the Bulls have no skin in the game whatsoever. So all we can really do is trade assets to try to sneak back into this draft, or we just sit and watch all the pretty new toys go to all of our rivals, and we sit there in our mediocrity and patting ourselves on the back because we tried to get into a play-in tournament and we got beat the fuck out by the heat. Yay! We had a successful season. That's what we're going to do. So there is no hope for the Bulls. My only word about that is if, big if, we were going to try to make a trade package to get into this year's draft, the only thing I'm cool with, and even that's not saying much, is if we get like a like a top 10 pick out of this, and I don't see a, a feasible package that would do that unless we move DeMar DeRozan which would really fucking suck. And as much as I've been beating the drum of sell high, rip the team apart, and get value, I understand you can only do it to a certain extent. You can say trade Lonzo all you want, but he's still somebody I hope comes back and has a fucking medical miracle and becomes our true point guard again because you saw that the Bulls were dangerous with. So if you're trying to sell somebody on the value of 
a potential Lonzo comeback, I still think he only is going to get us like a top 20 pick, if even that. So it's not worth it to me. You can try to trade Caruso. I don't think it gets us more than like a 20 as well. It's just not worth the cost. The only two people that would get us a big enough package is DeRozan or Levine. And honestly, neither one of those two avenues is going to get us, like I said, when I want to trade, I want to bring something that's going to help the team. You, we might as well go back to our conversation about trading for fucking New York Knicks and shit and getting me R.J. Barrett. Like, I don't want that shit. As much as I want a nice draft prospect and some new young talent, like, it's not the time for it. We're just, we're not in the position to give up something that's going to change the franchise for the better. So fuck it. Let's just reload. Let's burn some sage and build a shrine to Lonzo Ball that he comes back, knees intact, knees weak, arms are heavy, mom spaghetti, <laughs> all that bullshit. Bring him back so that we can make a legitimate run with what should have been a very good team, but everything yeah. kind of fell apart. I don't know what else we can do that's going to make that happen for us. So that's where the Bulls are. We are everything's great in Chicago right now. Yay! No, yeah, Bulls. I think um, I think next season might be rough for you guys. It's rough every uh, year. It's I, rough every year. I, I I don't know how many games Lonzo's going to play uh, next he, year. I hope he plays. I don't know how many games he's going to play. He's not coming back, dude. Um. He's not coming back. Yeah. And I'm and again, the irony is I used to hate that guy. Now I'm like singing a he's, eulogy. Like he's actually pretty damn good at basketball. Pretty fucking good at basketball, man. Yeah. Who the hell knew? His dad knew. LeVar Ball <laughs> knew. He beat the fucking drum by his kids. He knew they could ball. Shit. Yeah. Shit. I was wrong. But so yeah, that's the prospect of the Bulls. Ask me again in a year, and maybe I'll have a different tune. But for now, we have no prospects. No picks, and everyone's hurt and busted. Woo! Go Bulls! <laughs> Go Bulls! That's when your word today, busted. I have used that a lot today, haven't I? <laughs> you have used that a lot today. That's huh. your word today. I wonder why. Busted. There's usually something in the air if I'm using a word that many times. Mm. I don't know. Mm. It's very strange. So, that being said with the draft, last question I have for you is, who is winning it next year? Oh, who are we going to see? And you can pick the top two teams if you want to. Who is taking the championship home way early prediction based on what we see in this playoffs, which you see in a season. You can pick your Pistons if you want to, but I want to know who you think we're going to be seeing raise the Larry O'Brien trophy in 2024. Um, You know what? If you say LeBron, I swear to God. <laughs> I swear. Man, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. It all depends on where this man goes. Okay. And this man's name is Kyrie Irving. Ooh, <laughs> wherever, this, wherever this man goes, he's going. If he joins LeBron in LA, they're going to win a championship. <laughs> Fucking hell! They're going to win a championship. I can't. I can't with LeBron yeah, again, that's, dude. That's that's only if he gets Kyrie Irving. That's only if he gets Kyrie. Okay. Irving. Okay. Um, I think that's the betting favorite is the Lakers are going to land Kyrie. Yeah. Which if that happens, <laughs> if that happens. Because well, I've seen Kyrie and LeBron in the finals before. We all have. They it's, came back down 3-1. Yeah. Legendary. Um, it, it, took, it took fucking four future Hall of Famers to beat them. It did. To, be, to, be, to beat them and J.R. Smith. That was a while ago, though. You still think it's like that, though. It's still that sweet with those two, huh? Did you I'm not, not I, Okay, I know. I know I'm poking the bear with this one. And I know <laughs> LeBron is still elite and i know Kyrie is definitely still elite i'm not calling them Kyrie's probably a better player now than he was back then right individually 
the West is a lot tougher than it used to be. Okay, who? Okay, okay, who? Who? Who do they have out West? Okay, outside of Denver. Okay, you got Denver, right? We'll, we'll, uh, Denver's, the, Denver's the champion, so we'll play. We'll put Denver. We'll go with Denver, sure, sure. So you got that's Denver, fair. and who else? I mean, you still can't not Phoenix and shit like that's. They don't have a team. <laughs> <laughs> they got K. They got KD and Book and. Who we don't have Paul anymore, so I mean, I don't, uh, it depends. Aiden, on who... Aiden's gonna be out of there. Aiden's, Aiden's gonna, gonna be, be gone, gone, which I think is addition by subtraction in my. Opinion. I don't know if getting rid of Aiden is the smartest move. You don't think so? I don't. It depends on what you can get for him. I was gonna say I don't know who you replace him with either, though. Because I'm, not, I don't think it's the smartest move because he's still one of the better centers in the league. Like, what if they moved him for like Vucevic? Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I've been seeing that trade rumor that's, a lot. That's terrible. Oh my god. <laughs> they already. Oh my god. They they should have kept Monty Williams. They already yeah, took an L higher yeah. Frank Vogel as a coach. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I like him, but Monty Williams is just a better coach. I'm sorry. For sure. Monty Williams is a better coach than Frank Vogel. Hundred percent. Uh, Frank Vogel only won that championship because of LeBron AD. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. But yeah, like you fucking you got the Warriors, but. Mm-hmm. LeBron has their number. He proved that. Yeah. Um. Who else you got? Memphis. Oh, uh, I mean, you can't knock up. I know all the shit with John, everything that happened with Memphis. They just he's gonna miss part. half they the could, season. He's gonna miss half at least. We, did we even get the the call about his suspension? It's, about how long it's, it's gonna be? It's for sure half. It's for sure half. It's for sure half. Wow. It's at minimum half. That's what Adam Silver said. Okay. Yeah. No Memphis. Sorry. Sorry, Memphis. They. Yeah. They. Half fun. a season without him. Minimum. No. Yeah. You got nothing. Damn. Okay. Maybe it's not as sweet in the West as I thought. Like, shit's crazy. It's crazy how, like, we were talking so much shit for weeks about how the East is a wasteland, the West was Oh, no, like- no, no. That's because, that's just because of how the landscape eventually played out. But in the moment? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. But then- I stand by it, but I'm just, it's crazy how, like, the playoffs have now changed just little ways of how we see it now. Like, man, it, it is a little different now that we've seen how it's all unfolded. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um mm. the East, I don't know, I still feel to me the East is still gonna be the same. It's, We're gonna have yeah. the same top teams. Miami, I don't see Boston, much Milwaukee, Philly. Yeah. Um like, James Harden his if his dumbass goes back to Houston. <laughs> I feel like it's a certainty. Like it's a wrap. The only other place I can see him going to is Phoenix. Now if he goes to Phoenix. Be- now we're talking about Phoenix winning winning the West. If now that's when we're talking about Phoenix winning the West. I can't with the super teams anymore, man. Like if that's just like, what are we doing? It's just a fucking game of just rotating players. All these fucking super teams. Everybody's playing with their fucking friends. It doesn't matter where they play as long as they play together, which is cute and all if you're in the kindergarten, but it's like, motherfuckers, go win a ring. What I say is it depends on where Dame goes. I want to see what happens with Dame. And I think after that, it's going to change how we perceive whatever conference he ends up in. Because he's either going to go to a team that's another waste of his time, or he's going to help somebody win a ring. Uh, no, he's stuck in Portland. You think so? I hope yeah. not. He's, 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 he's going to be stuck there. I hope not. No, Dang. what, what, team, what team, on, has, what team has a package for him right now? That, that no. is a contending team. That is a contending team. A contending team? Nobody. Nobody. And that's what we mentioned before, like Brooklyn or something. Like some... But Brooklyn's tier, gonna, lower Brooklyn's going to have to give up Mikel Bridges. They're going to have yeah. to give up possibly Spencer Dinwiddie, possibly right. Cam Johnson. You know, like those are key pieces Dame probably wants to play with. Right. And it's not yeah, like Dame's going over there as a free agent. 
Dude's in purgatory. That's and crazy. That, and it's not, and I'm saying, like, yes, in a perfect world, Dame would be out of there. But yeah. think about the trade options that he has. Not it's many. Slim pickings. I think, like I mentioned earlier, you give up AD for him. That's what I would do. There you go. AD for Dame, but the Lakers are not going to do that. Don't, don't, no. Yeah, I don't, you're not wrong. That's that's tough, man. That's tough, that's tough for a lot of them. They're kind of just stuck. Damn. Yeah. Damn. So, yeah, there may not be a lot of changes coming in this next year here. Like, is that the frenzy of trades and free agency like we had last year where the whole landscape changed? Now it's just kind of like, shit. Who's well, just maintaining the status quo now? I don't think it's I don't think it's this this season. I think it's next season's uh free agency class. Yeah. I think next season's when like Jalen Brown is a free agent. Mm-hmm. Um there's a bunch okay. of guys like that are like around his tier that are gonna be free agents. Oh yeah. Uh, next year. Even DeRozan, this is his last year, you know, DeRozan. before he's a free agent too. So like Oh, oh, Brandon Ingram, I believe too. So There you go. Mm. Yeah. It could be the following year where we start seeing some Yeah. Some shakeups. Mm-hmm. Oh, Zach Levine too. I think. Yeah, I think, I think he's right. I think you're right. See, that's yeah. why I'm like, dude. Like, we're gonna just stare in this fucking barrel the whole time and go, "Is that a bullet?" That's gonna be fucking too. Here we go again. That's the <laughs> Bulls for you. That's the Chicago Bulls history. After Jordan, it's just this shit over and over and over again. Thanks, guys. Fucking. Oh my god. <laughs> Last words for your fans. Um, man, if you made it this far, we love you and we appreciate you. Uh, take a shot of Henny for us. Uh, roll some up, spark some up. Yeah. Next week we got a banger for you guys. We're gonna be chilling, but trust me, we got a we got. I can't say too much, but we got a banger for you guys next week. Just just wait on, it. just wait on it. Now, remember, now remember, I'm intrigued. Cause remember, like, look, sports are done, so we got a banger for y'all next week. Just wait for it. Just wait for it. <clears throat> we're not talking about baseball, so <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're gonna get real creative. But now I'm intrigued. I wonder what we have on docket. I guess you guys are gonna have to stay tuned. Woo! I already got some stuff lined up. There you go. Oh yeah, man. Uh, for my last words, um, I don't like birds. They're, I think they're at me. If if you must come at me, come at me, bro. But just understand that I'm, I'm faster than I look. Oh, I may be a big gentleman, but I can duck and dodge. So fuck you, birds. You got nothing on me. Yeah, that's what it is. For the rest of you guys who are not birds and are listening to this podcast, please check us out on YouTube. This man just uploaded. Like a 30-minute clip from last week, which was immaculate. So much fun. I don't care how drunk we got. I don't care how much of the pod we missed recording because of my dumb ass. That clip is fantastic. My wife watched it. We were cracking up, too. We got real deep. We got balls deep. So check this shit out. Check up our other clips on YouTube. See it's our 30 Facebook page. It's 30 but, minutes long. It's a hey, nice... Yeah. I, I don't mean to cut you off, but time stamps are in there. So you could just click through. It, yes. it, you could go back and forth. It's fucking hilarious. It's so fucking funny. And yes, we had some great topics that we just got into. As soon as the fucking recording was fucked up, I was like, let's just fucking wing it. So make sure you check that out. Tell your friends and family about it. Certain family members, the cool ones, don't tell your people who are going to be talking about shit. But check us out on Facebook. We're at the Bank Bro Show. We are at Bank Bro Show on Instagram. We still got to get some more Instagram shit going on, too. But we got some shit. Yeah. It's, I don't, uh, see, it's been kind of tough because social media is hard, man. Instagram is different, you know. It Instagram's is a little different. Uh, Spotify, it, it, YouTube, it's it's a little easier to kind of you yeah. know. With uh, Instagram, I feel out. like I need to like be doing stuff, but I am a very lazy man. I don't do a lot in my spare time other than work on yeah. this show and take yeah, my be, kids places. Exactly, so, I, I'm a, I'm on my personal Instagram, so right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I need to. Yeah, we'll I, get I, on it. 
I'll figure it out. We'll get better at it. Don't worry, yeah. folks. There'll be some more Instagram shit coming too. Uh, but as at Bank Bro Show there. And again, we are the Bank Bro Show at gmail.com. The inbox, hit us up. Put some questions in there. Give us some topics. Like we said, we're on the off season now, baby. So all bets are off. We're going to talk about any subject. And if you got something for us to talk about, if you got something that you want to share, we will dig into it. All bets are off. We don't give a fuck. So make sure you hit us up. We would love to hear from you. We'll catch you same time next week. Bank bros are in your city. We're here for you. And you can bank on it. Peace. One, two, three. Lock, lock.